welcome to the first ever edition. I don't even want to say episode. I want to say edition. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds a little bit more out of the mold, and that is the whole theme here. As of now, I just started it now, we have 14 minutes and 56 seconds to get this Pickin' Bones edition in. And what Pickin' Bones refers to is the good old phrase, I got a bone to pick with you. And what that means, because I really didn't know where that phrase came from. I know I've used it a couple million times in my life. I'm pretty sure my parents used to say that to me when they were mad at me. And so I uh, looked it up found what the origin was and it's believed to be so these were through my two quick google searches to stem back to the 16th century and uh just talking about a couple of one one source said two dogs fighting over the same bone so there's that idea of contention and then the other one just said a dog you know just working a bone over getting every last little bit of meat off it and i think both things apply here uh sometimes we could be ranting Oh, do Alex and I have some rants we talk about all the time that we could work in here. Sometimes it could just be <laughs> diving in deeper, getting a good, uh, you know, we used to do the uh, tip of the day. I don't know if you remember the, those days, Alex, but we used to do a tip of the day on these episodes. And, yep. uh, you know, it just got to be too much work editing, uh, patching all that in. Uh, and, you know, there's only so many tips you can think of. And so uh, this might take... Because I think that was a good thing. I think people liked it. Um, but uh, this could take the place of that. So here we are. First ever installment. The installment of Pickin' Bones. And uh, I believe Alex is always going to be on here. But maybe not. Might might reach out to uh, other members of the... In fact, I, I'm not even a might. For sure. We'll reach out to other members of the hunt therapy crew to get in here for these. And uh, we hope to have some previous guests Uh, come in for these little tiny micro episodes but tonight the for the first ever episode edition installment whatever you want to call it of picking bones i thought i'd let alex because he is in the midst i mean every time i talk to this guy he is working on tag app stuff for clients he is burning the candle from both ends he's burning the midnight oil Alex, nobody in the business, and I truly mean it when I say that, knows more about tag app stuff than you. And tonight, I knew a certain particular little pet peeve you have. (laughs) People have never hunted out west, and they decide they're going to DIY it. And uh, you may as well, from many conversations about this with Alex, you may as well go ahead and light your wallet on fire with a stack, a, a tall stack of Benjamins in it. If uh, you're, yes. p- you're planning on uh, having success, uh, now not to say that it's impossible, but it's very, very tough to do a over-the-counter DIY hunt um, out west for your first ever Western hunting experience. So, Alex, go ahead and take it away here. But I want you to work within the context that we're talking about a DIY Colorado archery over-the-counter elk hunt. That's not my favorite hunt. (laughs) 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 I'll tell you why, though. So here's here's why we're picking bones. Every year, procrastination leads to bad decision-making, right? So I think everybody thinks 
I want to go on an elk hunt, my first elk hunt, and the first thing that they say is, I want to go hunt in Colorado for mm. elk, right? Yep. And I don't know necessarily is it always archery. I think I think rifle probably takes the cake, but the bad decision making means it's down to the wire. You don't have enough information. Now you're reaching out, and there's you know there there's just not enough time to really plan it accordingly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't research it, it's uh, it's just a disaster. And that's where we talk about like just lighting your wallet on fire. So <laughs> I, I really want to, I really want to be realistic about the expectations here, right? I have this conversation all the time with, with potential and clients. And I say potential clients and clients about there's better opportunities or better selection of what we do and, or we just need to plan ahead to give you the best success, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you two different scopes here. The first one is, not having enough information and just going out there and trying to wing it. You know, Kent, do you know what the statistic is of how many people are going to be successful on a do-it-yourself elk hunt in Colorado? What do you think the average stat is of success right there? Mm. Well, because I've talked about this with you before, I think I have a fairly good idea, but I'm going to answer this as I would have thought before I talked with you about this issue and what I think probably most people would guess, I'm going to say 50%, 50% success rate is what what I think most people would probably assume. Well, I I hope that is not what they assume. (laughs) (laughs) People will be so horribly mortified when I tell you. So it's about, it's realistically like 3%. Okay, that's that's, <laughs> that's even worse than what my educated brain was telling me. I was going to say like 15%. <laughs> no, it's, if you're winging 3%. it in the Colorado mountains, it's 3%. Okay, Whoa. and the reason is is because Colorado sells unlimited over-the-counter archery tags, unlimited second season, and unlimited third season rifle tags. Meaning wow. anybody, there's no cap on it. it they'll, they'll sell a million of them. Okay, where are you going to fit a million camps in the mountains? Okay, so it becomes glorified camping with a bunch of dudes. That's oh, that's really what man. ends up happening. And the only way to get away from that is you either really have a good killer hunt plan, you have private land access, or you're going horseback in the middle of nowhere, and you better be really lucky with the weather, meaning you don't get pounded with snow because usually when you're going horseback, you're going far up and high. Mm, yep. And when you get pounded with snow far up and high, the elk go down usually on private land and you don't see anything. So not having the information and overthinking the success rates to a higher regard. I mean, 50% is just bananas. If somebody told me that I'd, I'd be, I'd be hurting their feelings when I tell them. <laughs> that. But realistically think of it this way. If there were a hundred people hunting, and I and I'm again I'm just using do-it-yourself hunting aspects. If if yep. if, if the same hundred people went hunting this year, next year, and the year after that, and we're talking ten percent success because we're including private land hunts and so on and so forth, it's probably gonna be the same ten people that tag out the next mm. year. And it's probably going to be the same 10 people, maybe a few more next year. Your, your average is the top 1% of people are successful all the time, right? Yep. So if we were to take 100 people and multiply it by 10, 
somewhere in there, the top folks are going to be the top 1% that kill consistently because they know what they're doing. Yep. Everybody else, either they got lucky, they're learning along the way, or they got some private land access and those animals just went down there right in front of right in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. So it's so imperative to have a good plan and have a good hunt plan, right? I've done hunt plans yep. where folks call me and I put them in some rugged, horrible stuff and they kill elk and they've never been to Colorado before, but we're not winging it. Yep. And that's the yep. difference of it. So that's uh, hands down my biggest pick my bones with 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 Colorado. Yeah, well, well it, is, is that and it's a I mean, it's a hard truth and it's and something that you have to accept if you're if that's your plan. The reason I said 50 percent is because I have talked with people before who've done these hunts, <clears throat> multiple people, and uh, the attitude is that of a coin flip. It's like, yeah, I think we got a pretty good shot, you know, and and uh you know just the reality there is as alex has pointed out is uh, uh not that way um maybe a tip i would throw in there too is if you know somebody who is of that top 1% that that uh gets it figured out because there are some people like that um uh, uh you know of course we want to uh say so with the greatest uh, admiration and respect possible, Zach Pulaski, uh, the guy that uh, uh, passed away about a year and a half ago, who we had on this podcast, um, uh, who was from Wisconsin every year, he'd drive out to uh, Colorado in September. And I think pretty much every year he and his group of buddies who are probably some of the best hunters, um, you know, in certainly in their area, but probably just uh, in the Midwest, they would they they knew how to get it done, and a, l- a large part of that, to my understanding, was because Zach kind of cracked the code and you know brought his friends mm-hmm. along with him. And uh, then I also know another guy um, who goes out um, for a, a over the counter rifle hunt in Colorado. Uh, not every year, but he's gone like every other year and, uh, he fills his tags consistently. But in that case, I think he has a private land connection. So it, it follows with what Alex is saying. And if you can, if you got a buddy who fits the bill, you know, that can certainly be a great way to get yourself started. But for most people, you're not going to have that connection. I don't have that connection. And, uh, you need to talk to a guy like Alex. Alex will, uh, put that plan together. He takes away that procrastination factor and, uh, your odds go way up. And we all say, oh, I'm just happy to get out. I don't care if I shoot anything. Uh, that's great to have that attitude. I'm not criticizing that in the least. However, when you're spending that much money, when you're taking that many vacation days, when your wife is at home slugging it out, watching the kids for you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's more than just about you. <laughs> They're a lot happier when you come home with something, too. Right. So, so, uh, make sure you take the steps to get yourself into a reasonable situation. And that might just mean don't go do that hunt either. There's so many other great places to hunt uh, other than just a, a really popular place where you hear of everybody else going. And you know what that does? That starts to spread out the hunters a little bit from some of these uh, 
uh, really heavily uh, targeted pieces of public land. And who knows, maybe five, 10 years of, of people spreading out like that, you can circle back around and uh, the hunting is more evenly distributed. And that place is back to being a dynamite place where, you know, an over-the-counter hunt becomes much more realistic again. But yeah. Dude, that was That's a good fair. that was a good first episode for uh picking bones, man. Perfect. We got two minutes left, which I think I probably started the clock a little bit late. Um with our two minutes here, want to make sure give a shout out to uh Spartan Forge. Make sure you uh get on board with their app and uh that's another way to take procrastination out of the out of your uh list of bad habits it's on my list of bad habits for sure but you can start looking at some of that mapping data you can also look at deer behavior make good decisions based on what you're seeing there it's shed season which alex made the point that uh that could be the other meaning for the picking bones <laughs> uh he knows i'm obsessed i am i actually pulled over on the side of the road tonight and uh did some glassing I had a couple of bucks i saw just to see if they were still packing and they were they both uh had both sides on so uh we're still a little bit out from the good old uh, or the best days of shed season, but uh, we get closer with each day. So be out there having fun. And then of course, head over to eastwesthunts.com, hit Alex up. He'll be happy to um, get you on a conference call, take care of your needs from a Western hunting or maybe an Eastern hunting or maybe North, South, wherever you want to go. Midwest gets re- it's really good here too. Uh, Alex, has what it takes to get you hooked up and um you will definitely save yourself some money if you enter the promo code first gen 10 or just say it to alex when you call him uh, but you can find that information again at eastwesthunts.com and yes if you're a longtime podcast listener alexgruen.com still works as well um so alex thanks buddy for being here for the first episode Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, take care and take someone hunting.